This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. And we are live. We have been teasing this for about a half a week now that there is an athlete that made a move, uh, moved south to get a new training partner, and it is none other than the Spencer Panchik. How you doing, Spence? Doing good. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. So you decided to move from Cleveland. Well, and I, I don't want to say move. I just temporarily came down here up until the okay. games. That, uh, that was going to be one of my follow-ups. Yeah. Relocated. Yeah. I just, um, right after uh, semifinals, um, I just kind of sat down and reevaluated everything. And um, something that I felt like I needed was to to be around other people and – I don't want to say be competitive because there's definitely a fine line. And when I trained with Saxon and Scott, it would get to the point that it was almost too competitive where it's like we go in every day and we're like ready to rip each other's heads off. So uh, I was looking for a girl to kind of train with and I reached out to uh, Haley Adams and she invited me to come down and train and um, I'm training with her and then I'm training with everybody else at, at the barn and it's awesome. It's awesome so far. So you say training with Haley and everybody else <laughs> with the, everybody else, can it get too competitive with them or is it just the brotherly thing? Um, no, it definitely, it, it can definitely get competitive with everybody else. Rich does a really good job at making stuff. So it's not super competitive. And I feel like you're starting to see like a whole evolution of the way that people are training and ways that you can manage that and doing like a lot of intervals or one-to-one stuff where you're still, you're, you can still like push each other in a workout where it's still like competitive, but it's not like, Hey, I'm going to like, like my goal is to like bury you in the ground. It's like, okay, like I'm going to do what I need to do. They're going to do what they need to do. And, and we're going to push each other and take each other along. It's awesome though. Aside, aside from the team, Spencer, who is down there that's individual? Uh, Gee's down here. Um, okay. Tyler Christopher. I know he's getting ready. He's doing the uh, last chance qualifier last chance. here next week. Um, and then I know they have a lot of other people coming down for the month of July to the games. So it'll be, it'll cool. be, it'll be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Is Bailey there too? Bailey rail. Yeah. Bailey's here. Um, Paige is here. I mean, there's, it's just a lot of fit people <laughs> and then rich, obviously Page. rich and his team. Um, I had a chance to work out with Sam a little bit and it's, it, it's a good push for sure. Yeah. Can yeah. you give Page us some Powers, examples all about her? Oh yeah. Can you give us some examples, Spencer's of what that looks like when you said rich has a way of sort of making it so that you're not killing each other yeah, in terms so, of the um, workout? What does that yeah, mean? Exactly? So it'll be like, um, I'll just give you an example of, uh, so we did one last week. It was, um, it was like 10 sets. It was 20 cows on the, um, C2 bike, five burpee box jump get overs, five D balls. And then you swap with your partner. So 
while one goes, the other one rests. So it's like, it's an interval style where you can still get a lot of volume in while maintaining the intensity. Got it. That makes it smart. I mean, that's kind of what you need to be doing when you have these training camps and you've got all these people who are, you know, trying to beat each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not the healthiest thing to be around all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really cool approach and um, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And just being around other people, it, it, it really brings you up and um, it can give you confidence. And then it can also like say like, Hey, I need to work on something or I need to get better at this. So-and-so held this pace. Like I held this, like I definitely can work on that. And it, it's just, uh, it's really good for everybody. So when you train with the brothers, are they good at the same things you're good at? And does this give you a more well-rounded kind of view as to what you're going to be up against at the games? Yeah. So we're all very similar athletes in, in a, a, a few ways, but it's, it, it's cool to just look on a, a bigger spectrum of, let's just say like Sam's Sam or Guy, let's just say like they're really good on the machines and it's, it, it gives me a chance to maybe like, Hey, like, what's a good pace on this or uh, how fast are you going to go on a 400 meter run or what are your sets look like? And it just get like, it allows you to help each other at the same time of, of really building up confidence. And uh, there's always a workout. Let's there's anytime I compete, there's always a workout. It's like, man, like, is this, a, is this the right pace? Am I picking the right pace? And when you can kind of bounce those ideas off of other people, it, it really helps. Saxon, Scott, and I, we're all we're all very good at a lot of body weight stuff. And something we've all really been working on is machines and uh, learning how hard to go on a machine. Because there's, I mean, for for a certain uh, for, for a certain point in time, we get on a bike and we would always be the last ones off of a bike, but it was almost like we didn't really know like what we were capable of on that bike. And it's, it's really about like pushing to that point in practice so that you know what you can hold and failure is not always a bad thing. And in training, that's the time that, that you want to do it. When you watch anything that mayhem does, they're always talking numbers that like, and in the workout, like you, you should be holding this pace. And, and is that different than what you're used to? Yes, it's way different than what I'm used to. I've been, I mean, leading up to semis, it was, I was training a majority of the time by myself. Scott and I, we would throw down occasionally, but again, he was, he was peaking at a different time than I was peaking and our training necessarily didn't align completely, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely different training with people compared to, uh, training by yourself because you can hit something be like man like that was so hard and maybe it wasn't like maybe you like you go and do something with somebody else and it's like man like they held that like i'm just being soft <laughs> <laughs> and and just for our viewers to be clear you didn't really leave scott or saxon because scott's recovering from surgery right now and saxon's been in nashville for a few months so you really like you said you were by yourself for this. Yeah, this was, it was either move there or stay where you were and be by yourself. It wasn't like you had your two training partners at yeah. your disposal at the time. Yeah, after after semis, because I, I did, like I said, I did a lot of training by myself. 
Um, and something I really needed <laughs> for me was to, to be around other people to, to push me. And I've, I've done a, a lot of the mayhem stuff before and I, I just know it's extremely healthy and I trust it. And again, it, 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 it's going to give me the confidence that I need to, to show up at the games and, and know that I did everything in my power to be the most successful athlete. And so you're doing mayhem programming completely now? Yes. Did, okay. did you and Haley have a relationship sort of prior to this being team athletes at the games? Is that sort of how you guys got to know each other? Yeah. Um, actually, last year it was I'm trying to think of the time. It was I think it was it was right after the open. It was like March ish, I think um, I had a chance to come down and uh, train with her and I loved it. It was it was awesome. We pushed each other. She had her strengths. I had my strengths. I had my weaknesses where I'd, I'd get my butt kicked. And um, I love getting my butt kicked, to be honest, especially especially by a girl, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I, I learn. And I, when, when that happens, it's like, OK, like, what did you do and what can I do better? And for, for me, that's what I need. And uh, I'm the type of person that when I get embarrassed or or I lose, it's like, okay, like take a step back. Like, like, what do I need to change? And um, that's just, that's just who I am as an athlete. And that's how I learn. Um, mm -hmm. But again, there's still like a, there's an extent where it's healthy and unhealthy. Um, if I were, let's just say I'm training with a guy all day and one of us are just beating on the other. And then it just gets to the point where it's like, okay, like I know I'm fighting for second or I know I'm fighting for first. And, um, it's not really fair to either one of those athletes to somebody's either going in extremely confident or somebody's going uh, to compete um, not confident at all. So like I said, there's still like a fine line and having so many people down here, it, it just gives you such a good balance. So for people that don't know, I, I judge Saxon during the rogue COVID year uh, at your gym and at that point, you were all about for the people, doing it for the people. And pacing was not really in your vocabulary. That's right. <laughs> so is there moments where you still can do it for the people, but that's more reserved for like specific times? Absolutely. There's uh, I've matured a lot as an athlete and, uh, there's a time and place that you want to put the pedal down and there's a time and place that you have to be smart. You can't, you can't go out expecting to crank a dinger every time. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's not realistic. I mean, you can go and do that and maybe, maybe it works for some people, but uh, I've, I've learned that it's, it's hard and it's not, it's not sustainable to go and just, especially in just training is to go and just hit it a hundred percent every day. Like, there's there's a point that you have to listen to your body of hey like i can do more or hey i need to cool it down and just shut it down for the day yeah i think that's important because um right before that you were in dubai and yeah. i remember the bike workout that you may have hammered a little bit too hard in the first round or, do just you, you don't remember what i'm talking about <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and you, yeah, you, then um, you ended up walking around the track. Yep, yep. That was like I was dying. Um, and that's like that. That's one of those workouts, and 
there's an experience part uh, to competing and it's, it, it's figuring out how to deal with adversity. Um, I feel like I've, this has happened to me multiple years in a row where I maybe have an event that doesn't go the way that I planned. And I, I feel the need that I got to go out and just swing for the fences. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you, you just shoot yourself in the foot and you're like, man, like now I'm in a deeper hole because I went out and tried to just murder a workout and I tanked it because I came out too fast. And, um, there's, like I said, there's just a, there's a, there's a point where you still have to build up experience as an athlete. And, um, you can only do that by yourself. You can, you can, you can watch a lot of people do it, but until you put yourself in that position of, okay, if something doesn't go good, how am I going to deal with it? And that's the experience part that I feel like was the last piece to my puzzle this year. And I believe that's what, allowed me to qualify for the CrossFit games. I know my, I know my fitness has been there the past few years. I, like I said, I trained with Saxon and Scott and we go blow for blow in, in training and, um, come competition day. It's, it's like, you get, you get excited, you get the jitters and it's just that there's experience to it. And, uh, Scott's a great example for that. He's, uh, he's training, uh, a fraction of what I'm training in. He's very successful with, um, he was very successful this year and he looked like he was going to qualify for the CrossFit games again. And like I said, he's managing a gym, a family. Um, he's got a lot on his plate and he's, like I said, he's training a quarter of, of the time that I'm training. And a lot of that is being smart with training and, just experience like he knows he knows exactly what to do on game day he knows how to taper how to peak how to how to do everything and and just approach a workout so let's talk about that you are now a crossfit games athlete (laughs) you have been striving for this for a very long time and it's now here and I want to I want to tell a story. We we were at the at the Mac. I was standing on the wall, and Spencer came over and leaned on the wall beside me. And I asked him what he was doing different. He said, "This year, I'm going to lead with the right foot at the finish line." <laughs> and you could not have been more prophetic in that statement, because that last event came down to three of you jumping for the finish line and you led with the correct foot. Yeah. There's I, something, I, and this is just from just being around the sport for so long and it's men will die for points. And at, at the end of the weekend, you can look and, and you're, 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 everybody does it. If, if someone says they're not doing it, then they're lying is man, if this didn't happen, if I would have led with the right foot, if, uh, if I would have hit this lift, if, it, it could be anything. Um, and it's, 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 you just don't want to, you don't want to leave any, any holes open. Um, again, again, like, like I said, that's experience last year at West coast, Cole Sager beat me in a race. Cause I led with, uh, I was across the finish line just before him, but I led with the wrong foot. And again, I, there's three to five points right there. And, um, I look at the Mac, like you said, the final event was three places, the rope climb one. I had, a it was a 10th of a second with the person that was next to me. And I got, I got him because I led with the right foot, but like those, like those experiences add up and 
over the course of the weekend, you look at that's four places in less than a second. That's that's almost 15 points. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it, it, it's really cool um, to look at it that way because every point matters. Every point matters. And I remember Greg Glassman and and Dave Castro. They were they were doing a podcast. Or I don't know. I heard a video and it's just like men will die for points and that statement is so accurate. So the funny thing is I talked to your dad on our podcast last weekend and he said that hook slide that you did at the end impressed him so much because baseball was not your sport growing up. <laughs> it was not my sport. <laughs> it's, I don't say I liked baseball, but my dad always made me play like two or three years older than my actual age. <laughs> so I, he like, left I'm that part with, out. Like, kids with like actual like beards, and <laughs> I'm like half their size. He did the same thing with football and every other sport. <laughs> and and he said that I would always tell Spencer right field, and you'd get all upset. <laughs> it's because he made me play outfield. I had a concussion. Somebody, somebody hit me mad with a baseball or something at, at practice. But he made me play the outfield with a softball helmet, and it had a, uh, it had a, it had a, um, like a face like a cage on. And I'm like trying to catch a ball, and I can't see because I, <laughs> I have this thing on my face. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I like, I guess I can't play the outfield with that on or the infield. <laughs> Yeah, and for our listeners that don't know or haven't heard the other podcasts we've done, you know, Spencer and Saxon were in a very traumatic accident as children uh, where they fell off a 75-foot cliff, um, and they could not play contact sports after that because they could not get another concussion. So that's why your dad was being protective. Yep. And that's why I play the outfield with a softball helmet. that's fantastic (laughs) oh that's the best it's funny i was going to ask you about baseball because you've made two baseball references now when you're talking you said swinging from the fences and hitting dingers so i'm glad we cleared that up (laughs) yeah he just needs to make those statements with the softball helmet on i'd like to see it yes i need i need one of those (laughs) so I got to ask how much has lifted off your shoulders now that you have qualified for the CrossFit games? Um, a, a lot has lifted off my shoulders, but again, this is always part of my, my goals and really like the, the, the mission that I set out on in CrossFit. And um, again, you want to, you want to enjoy those moments when they happen, but then it's, it's, you still got to remember what the goal is and, um, I'm not just showing up to the games just to show up to the games. Like I'm showing up because I want to compete and I want to win. And um, I think every athlete should feel that way going into the games. And if you're not, then it's, it, it's not going to happen. And um, again, like I, I wouldn't have relocated down here and spent all the money and the time away from my family. If, if I didn't believe in that goal and, I believe in it and, and they believe in it just as much as I do. And um, it, 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 it's really cool. And uh, it's, it's, it's something my, uh, my grandpa always said was it's the way it's supposed to be. And um, you just let life take you where it goes. Yeah. It's interesting. Scott says that like a weight lifted off your shoulder because I would almost think of it the opposite way. Like if you don't qualify, 
then there's a weight lifted because, all right, now, like I did, I went as far as I could. I don't have to prove myself anymore or sort of get to that next level and see what happens. Whereas, you know, now that you have made it to the games, it's like, oh crap, now I have to like, now I have to do stuff, (laughs) you know, more stuff than I did before. It's kind of, you know, for me as a, as a master's athlete, like I've always said like, oh, I want to make it to, you know, the online qualifier or whatever, but do I really? Because like when I get there, I got to do a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. more it's like, stuff it's, than I would imagine. It reminds me of like uh, any of those open workouts where it's like <laughs> that it, right, you get you get to the threshold and then you have to go again. Yes, if if you right. make it, if you make it, you have to keep going. But if you don't, you're like, then you're done. <laughs> do I get to rest? Right. But that's what's that's, yeah, that's what's so beautiful about our sport is it, it, it like there's always something to just keep keep striving for, and um, I'm excited and to do it with Saxon, it's, it's, it's going to be really cool. I know he's, he made the move and he's doing everything in his power and I'm doing everything in my power and we want to kick each other's butts, <laughs> but we want to make memories in the, in the process. And that's, it goes back to like what I was saying with training where it's like, we kind of pull each other along and um, you see him do, do good and successful. And then it makes you push and then vice versa. And it's like, you just pull each other along and um, just enjoy the journey. I know you had no control over this, but did you want to be in the same semifinal or did you want to be in different semifinals? Honestly, I, it did not really matter to me. <laughs> I just, um, I know that I've, I've been doing the work and um, whoever was there was there. And for me, it was just going out and executing. And um, even at the Mac, I, I had a, I had a few, few events where I didn't execute where I should have where I should have. Um, and that almost kept me from qualifying for the, from the game or that almost kept me from qualifying for the games. Um, and it's just, it's just executing the, the best athlete doesn't always win. It's the athlete that can go out and execute and be the fittest. And, and those two go hand in hand. I mean, you've seen it so many times of athletes that, are, are extremely fit and something happens at the games. Like for instance, right. Frazier sandbag falling out of his, his bag or uh, we've, we've seen it so many times falling in, off in, a cargo net. Games. and again, yeah. like you have to be extremely fit and you have to go out and, and execute everything nearly perfectly. Um, if, yeah, if, if it's you want to win the CrossFit games. It's almost like you have to, you have to be able to execute your fullest, potential of fit fitness you, you know you're the whole all of it absolutely you have and, to be fit but then you have to execute it to its full fullest expectation in order for at, to sort of at that exact you. time at the, right. yep and that and that goes into like peaking and tapering um you could go in and have a bad double wonder day like you like you, you honestly <laughs> you have no idea and there's there's always factors that that happen in there every competition there's always going to be something that that happens to somebody and it, it's it's how how well do you bounce back from that adversity um Vellner's chain popping off his bike during the crit race somebody right. stealing ben smith's bike in 2012 like stuff that's completely out of your control but it's like how well can you handle that adversity um and and, and get back on track so we have a question from our co-host charlie who's watching is that the reason Mitch has never made the games? <laughs> Mitch is a beast. 
So I want to follow you have to, up. You have you. to explain that, Scott. You can't just let that hang. People don't know what you guys are talking so, about. So Mitch <laughs> uh, works out at Amy and Charlie's gym, formerly my gym. Um, and he also grew up right near Mentality in Mentor, Ohio. And so he actually knows Saxon and Spencer has gone to concerts with them, shows up at, at the games and different regional events and sleeps in his car to root you guys on. So we just were making fun of Mitch. <laughs> he's one of the best, he's one of my best friends. He was like, I'm not coming. Uh, he's like, I'm not coming to the Mac. And then all of a sudden I go out for the lift and I just hear him like scream and I'm like, that's Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. He was there. Because every time I'm on the road, um, Amy and Charlie are like, any Mitch sightings? Because I think <laughs> last year he went to all of them. He did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I want to ask you, you've never been to the games yet as a competitor, but I think I look at the Panchecks as better games competitors than semifinal, regional, sanctional, whatever the, the format is that you guys are better in those longer 15 event events and the odd objects and the monostructural stuff. What, what's your belief there? I would agree with that statement. Um, I think the CrossFit games, it's, it's a very well um, put together test where you're testing everything. You're not just testing CrossFit, you're testing athletic ability um, adaption, um, whatever, every, every, anything you could possibly think of. Um, and it, it's, it's hard to do that on a scale of semifinals, um, through six events. You can't, you can't test all that, but you're testing to get the fittest people to the games and the fittest people should, should, uh, should come out of those events. And then you're going to see the best of the best rise at the games. And, that's why you'll see, I mean, you'll see some, some people just aren't semifinal athletes. Some people aren't open athletes, um, but it doesn't mean that they're not good at the games. Um, Brent Fikowski is a great example. He always just happens to squeak in there. Um, obviously this year he had a really good showing at um, Granite Games, but he's a very well put together athlete when it comes to the CrossFit games and there's, there's just, there's just athletes that are like that. And, um, again, there's 15 events and you're testing all that stuff. You're testing recovery. Um, literally you have to do everything perfectly at the games and have to have everything put together, which is, which is awesome. But, um, from an athlete standpoint, you can't, I think you can only do that one time a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spencer, you talk about, um, you know, finding the fittest at the games with the programming and the, and the well-roundedness. This is the first year that we're not quite sure what the programming is going to look like, right? It's, it's happening with a different group of people and, you know, Dave's not leading the charge. Um, do you have concerns at all about the fact that it might not be like it's been the last 16 years? No, I don't think so. Uh, everybody, I know that everybody that's a part of, putting the games together they've been around the sport for a very long time and they've helped put the games together in the years in the past and yeah i'm not i'm, I'm not i'm not super worried that's 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 up to them and regardless i mean whatever comes out comes out and everybody's going to be doing it and it is what it is yeah 
Are you hoping that there's going to be a softball throw that you can break out the helmet again? <laughs> if there is, maybe I will throw it on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I'm so excited to see you there. And um, I think you're going to do way better than people think. And I was actually watching Brian Friend do his power rankings. And he talked about kind of what you just said, that there are people that he has to hold off on to see if they make the games. Yeah. And then when they make it, then they can jump up the leaderboard because they're that much better at the games than they are um, at the regional semifinal level. Yeah. And that's like, you look at Brian, he's just going off statistics of Wadapalooza, Wadapalooza, the open quarterfinal semifinals. And again, all of those are different tests of fitness. You look at the open, there wasn't, there wasn't a heavy lift in the open. Um, you look at uh, Wadapalooza, it's, I mean, that's probably a little bit closer to the games, but again, it's, it's not the CrossFit games. Um, so it's just, I mean, every, every competition's programmed completely different. And it's just, if you, if you were, I guess if you were to look at the games every year, like that's kind of where I would start with my power rankings. Um, because those people have, have, proven that, that they belong and if they keep coming back year after year then they deserve to be up at the top and again like the CrossFit Games are, that's a complete test of fitness and not saying that the other, these other events aren't but it, it's hard to do that over six six to seven events yeah yeah do you want to just this is a good time to talk about stats Scott yeah we can talk about those okay so we uh we have partners with Fantasy Fitnessing it's a it's a like fantasy football, but for CrossFit, they run it uh, at fantasyfitnessing.com. But there are, there are Brian friend. They are the ones that pull up stats and they did a, a, a breakdown of your best finishes per move. And before you sneak a peek, Spence, um, I want you to guess, what do you think, what do you do best in workouts with what movement? Um, I, you know, I like GHDs. I like handstand walks, muscle ups, stuff like that. <laughs> High skill gymnastics. So handstand push-ups handstand was your push number yeah. one, was your number one. Jam. Yeah. And, um, and then number two was GHDs. Yeah. And number three was cleans. I like those. <laughs> So That's yeah, if you really can see, cool. you see the, the movement and then it shows you all your finishes from 2020 forward. That's awesome. That's so cool. And we'd be happy to send it to you after this. Please. Um, if you <laughs> want to see it. Because um, we just, we interviewed uh, Alexander Carone and he wanted it right after we were done too. So. That's awesome. But yeah, it has, it's like all of your average finishes and I, I wanted to talk about that too. If you look at the Mac, right, your average event finish was eighth. There was a time where if you, your average finish was eighth, you were almost guaranteed to go to the CrossFit games. Yeah. And now that doesn't necessarily get you there. I think um, Chloe Wilson at Granite had an average finish of eighth and she finished sixth. That's crazy. People are just getting bitter and, I look at our field at, at the Mac, like, I, I mean, I'd say if, if we went down the leaderboard another three to four spots, those guys would be at the CrossFit games. Yeah. It's, 
it's it, it is so amazing how fit people are getting and how how much more consistent you are required to be. Absolutely, it's it's like I said like I said earlier, it's 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 going out and executing, and um, everybody's fit. Everybody's fit. Everybody's. I mean, for, for the most part, everybody's programming isn't too far off from each other. Um, but it's just it's going out and and um, doing what what you do best and performing on game day. So I have a couple family questions for you. First, uh, we talked to your dad. Uh, I don't know if there's a prouder Papa than Papa Pancheck. <laughs> Um, and he has every right to be the, the, um, stable of athletes he has created with your mom is pretty amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) And when you look at your older brothers, like the examples, they set, not just Scott, but Sean and Steve, like they played college football, you know, they're in law enforcement and teaching. So they're all, they're helping people and they're super fit. Yeah. What, what example was that for you growing up? You know, I, my, something my dad always said that like any sport we ever played was you need to work so hard and be so good that the coach looks silly for not playing you. Um, <laughs> and that carries over into CrossFit is you need to be so good that like you, 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 you belong and that's, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like that's the number one thing that has always stuck with me is like, you just need to keep working. If you, if you keep working hard, it's going to happen. He also said his proudest thing was that all of his kids are doing things to help others. You know, your brothers in law enforcement, two of your siblings are teachers. You know, Scott was a teacher and now he's coaching and owns a gym. You and Sachs have coached and owned a gym. And you got your EMT certification. And he also said that you renewed that last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, how important is that part of it to you? You know, I, that's, I, we all have a purpose in life and it's, it, it's, it's finding that in, you know, God's not gonna give you something until you're ready for it. And, um, I believe that's why I, I missed qualifying for the CrossFit Games because I wasn't ready for it. And um, I, I, it's just it, it, it's putting all of those pieces together and being that role model for people. Um, for me, I believe my purpose was to just keep showing, just keep showing up. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you get hit in the face, but it's just it's just standing back up and progressing forward. And as long as you just stand up and keep putting that right foot after the left foot, you're going to be successful. I don't know if you can see the comment from Tariq, but (laughs) rookie of the year candidate. Let's go. I love it. (laughs) That's what I was just telling my girlfriend. I said, I think, I think that's the number one thing that I, that I want to come from the CrossFit games is rookie of the year, because one, if you're rookie of the year and you win the CrossFit games, I mean, those two kind of go hand in hand, but um, everybody that has ever had that always had a bright future in the sport. And, um, like I said, uh, before it's, it's for, for me, it wasn't, a um, it wasn't fitness that really kept me from qualifying for the CrossFit games, but it was going out and executing and, um, 
building experience, building experience is the biggest thing. And you can only win that once rookie of the year, right? I mean, you only have one year to, that you're eligible for it. So, yep. I love it. I think there's, I think I saw a stat that I think there's like 13 or 14 rookies this year. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. A lot. Got some competition. (laughs) It's like that COVID year hit a lot of people. And then when we came out of it, they got a little bit of experience and now we have a bunch of rookies. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So if you, if whoever wins that, it's going to be a meaningful award because there are, there are some dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's working, everybody's working hard. And um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think everybody wants to win. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let me, uh, so let me go to Scott a little bit. Scott was at the Mac coaching you a little bit. How long has it been since you've had that in your corner at a live event? It's been a long time. Uh, It's been a really long time. Um, Probably not since I've been really doing like local competitions because um, we've all been focused on kind of like what we were doing. And um, it was just, it was so special having him there and, um, just learning and the experience. I, I remember he said before I went out on the final day was if you take two fists, you're going to qualify for the CrossFit games. And I didn't take two fists, but they averaged out the two fists. <laughs> 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 um, but like, again, like that's just, that's the, that's the experience that he has. Um, he gave a statistic what, uh, he said it, um, that uh, the top five people in the GHD handstand walk overhead squat will be the ones that qualify for the CrossFit games. And um, not only was that true, but it also was dead on with um, six, seven, and eight. So mm-hmm. the top, the top eight people in that event were the top eight people overall. And uh, I even saw a statistic and it went back to midline madness. And I think that was 20, 13 or 20, probably, I think it was 2014. It was when they were in Carson, California. Um, and the top five were, were pretty darn close. I think it was maybe off by like one. I think somebody was in like six and somebody was in fifth, but, um, it's just, well, like I like, said, it, it's that experience Dave, that he has and he just, he knows the sport so well. That's interesting. Isn't there always a time during the weekend when Dave Castor used to say so-and-so just won the CrossFit games? Yeah, and it was usually <laughs> like after one of those events where he sort of knew mathematically and and or sort of ability wise like who was going to take it. That's yeah, and there's there's some. I mean, you'll see tests uh, that go out, and some of the tests are really, really, really good. Where it's you're testing CrossFit as a whole, not just like gymnastics, not just endurance, not just um, agility or athletic ability, um, but you have these very complete tests of fitness and those are the people that you'll typically see right around the top of the leaderboard by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Do, can you think of any of those off the top of your head, Spencer, of that the, have been in the games before? Ah, uh, midline madness was definitely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The other one I would say would be the rope climb one and cut one. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I think there's, I'd have to go back and look there's, I see. I used to, I used to know every event and now, <laughs> now there's so the rope- many that it's, it's hard. Like, I, I was talking to, I think it was Tommy Marquez and cause they, all the events used to have names and like last year was like event one, event two, event three, <laughs> like there was no more names. 
Right. At least Midline Madness gives you gives you an idea, sort of, you know, yeah. you remember some of those movements. The first cut, that was the legless rope climb, the run, the legless rope climb, and then the snatches, right? Yeah, it was uh, run, legless rope climb, and then snatches. And it was, I think it was like three or four rounds of that. Yeah. And the snatches were just heavy enough. Yeah, right, I think they were 185. Separate. Yeah. Where it's like you have your, your strong athletes that are going to be able to move that pretty well. It was just, I thought it was just a very um complete test yep all the things gwm yeah. <laughs> the other um, one i would probably say would be like the triple g chipper when they did that at the games um i think that one was uh i, th I feel like that one tested you had your it was 100 pull-ups 80 ghds 60 pistols 40 calorie row and then 20 100 pound dumbbell shoulder overhead and again, you're testing everything. You're testing gymnastics, you're testing weightlifting, you're on a rower testing output a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a very complete test. How would you feel about a chaos event at the games this year? Do you remember I that see, one? Yeah, I remember that one. Okay. I think Saxon, I think, took second in that one. I like that. I think that's, uh, again, it's just, I like there's, there's definitely a part to CrossFit where you need to be able to coach yourself. And I think a lot of these athletes rely a lot on their coaches. And I think it's cool to be like, hey, here's the event. Like, let's go out and do it. And you're no longer testing strategy, but you're testing adaptability to that test. And again, that like in my eyes, that's what CrossFit is. That's a that's a test of fitness of how well can you adapt, not how well can I break this up. Yeah, I kind of miss the days when you guys like the the athletes would be sequestered with no phones and everything else, and they would announce the workouts, and you just you really didn't yeah. know until you got on the floor what it was. And chaos is an extreme example of that, where you didn't know movement to movement, yeah. <laughs> you know what, yeah. what it was. But yeah, like I said, I cool think that's, that a, back. that's a great. I thought that was a great test. And again, I think you can only do that so many times over the course of the weekend because you have. Right. I don't want to say a short number of events, but again, there's so many, there's so many things to test, but again, like that's part of CrossFit is, is how well can you adapt to something? How hard would it be to push back, do it for the people, Spencer, for that workout? <laughs> for chaos? See, for chaos. See, I would like that. I think it's just like, okay, like, <laughs> I was like, red line this and see what happens. I know. Yep. All I know is get to the other end of the, the field. And as you start doing that, it's easier to progress. But, um, but yeah, why not? <laughs> and, and just so people know where that stems from is Saxon was doing Rogue. Spencer was just hanging back with me or when I wasn't judging. And he would like be telling Saxon to go harder that he needs to do it for the people. And Saxon would always be like, no, no, I need to pace. I need to do. So that's how different the two of them are. <laughs> like, I, and I think in like the lift, you actually wanted him to go higher. Definitely. Always take the, take, take the risk. <laughs> yeah. Especially like, at Rogue where, you know, I, it's I've just, matured it's... a lot as an athlete though. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's actually how he knew, like you had a relationship with Haley at that point, because you were both being coached by Facundo yeah. at that point. Mm. Oh, and right. she was doing rogue on the women's side and you guys were sharing information back and forth uh, to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, uh, it's really cool. And 
it takes a team of people. It really does. Yeah. And I've kept that to myself for like a good three years now. <laughs> um, I would like to know, have you been in any TikToks yet? Are you doing TikTok videos? No, I'm not. <laughs> I honestly, I can't, I can't dance anyway. So now, 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 now I can now. try, but I'm always being made fun of. So <laughs> these newborn primitive things you're doing are very TikTok-ish. <laughs> this is true. Where you're, you're true. snapping in your clothes change or. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but the, the dancing that <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like doing them, but. I, I'm not the best dancer. The choreography's <laughs> jamming you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I need to find I I need to find a coach in that in that category. <laughs> so who? So if, who any, if anyone's out there, just shoot me a message. Yeah. I, I could use the help. <laughs> so who helps you with like those born primitive ads that you're doing? And you and Scott are both doing them. Yeah, um, my where, girlfriend like, actually helps me with them. What's that? My girlfriend actually helps me with them. Okay. <laughs> so she runs he, she runs that part of your account. Yeah, she's like, oh, you got to do this. This is such a good idea. And then I'm like, all right. And then we like put it together and I'm like, okay, that's really cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, they are cool. Are you guys in, um, are you in one of Hillary's Airbnbs? No, we ended up getting, uh, we just got like a Airbnb house while we were down here. But we got really lucky with it because I know there's a lot of athletes coming in for, for the month of July. So I know a lot of Are you going to have to give up a bedroom for somebody? Um, do you have a bedroom to give up? No. <laughs> okay. Well then no. <laughs> Your couch maybe is available yeah, if someone needs couch, it. But I don't know if any of the athletes would want to sleep on a couch. <laughs> so how how are are you closer to the barn or are you closer to the gym? I'm closer to the gym, about twenty five minutes from the barn. Okay. So, so it's but a little bit of a drive, workouts? but I mean that's what I drive every day to the gym, so sure. I'm used to it. Do you do most of your workouts at the at the barn? Yeah, yeah. So we'll usually do an AM session, and we'll train from um, about nine to about twelve thirty one, and then we'll come back and go from like three to like six. And how do you stay away from Ralph's donuts? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know if I don't want to know. don't know until you're until you're moving out. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of nutrition real quick are you on a are you on a pretty high carb moderate fat type diet i'm just or? eating i'm just eating a lot just of calories whatever. yeah okay. I, I, I try and keep it clean for the most part i don't usually mm -hmm. go out and have many like cheat meals or anything but i just i mean my cheat meal is like a pizza um but are I you just, counting I, macros or anything no i don't track anything i just God if my body you. feels like it needs food i just eat <laughs> That's awesome. We're at the point of the season where I feel like we're doing so much volume that it's it's really hard it to even keep up with calories. So it's just yeah. eat whenever you have time, eat. Yeah. Um, are you and Sack staying together at the games? Um, probably not. Um, we're not. I, it's not that we don't. We we both like our own space. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, especially in, in like hotel rooms and stuff. Cause he's got, I mean, he's got two kids now, so he'll, he'll want to spend his time, probably his downtime with the kids and I'll probably be sleeping <laughs> and eating. <laughs> so no beef, just like your, your separate time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's healthy because, um, we're brothers, we're competitors and, um, we it's, it's, it's something we're still working on is finding that balance because we both want to see each other succeed. And 
Um, sure. That was what was really nice about us kind of going and um, finding different programs that really suit each one of us because at the end of the day, we both want to help each other out and it's hard because it's an individual sport. And if one's helping the other more than the other's kind of paying and whether recovery or fitness or whatever it is. Um, so it, it's really cool because we're, we're both building up a group of people around us that we feel are going to help us make us successful at the games. Yeah. And, oh, well, and you don't want to be the reason why the other ones maybe not as successful as they could be. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that would, Absolutely. That would I mean, like I said, opposite. Before, him winning across the games or me winning across the games, like I'm going to be just as happy either way, but um, obviously we both want to win and um, it's never going to be like that. And that's a hard reality, but that's, that's what it is. And um, it's just showing up and finding that balance because like I said, we both, we both want to win and, um, being able to turn that switch on and off. Well, Kat asked this question of Alex Crone, so I'm going to ask it of you. Is Justin beatable? Hang on, I totally... He didn't like that question. <laughs> for a we second. can still hear you. There you go. Oh, he's a little frozen. I thought you were going to ask him who, who takes his coach's pass, but we'll ask him that too. Can you hear us, Spence? It looks like it's coming back. Nope. 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 <laughs> He's like tapping the phone. <laughs> He'll come back. He'll come back. I yeah. here, Lori, right, let's predict his answer then. Is I mean, yeah, I definitely yeah. think that he would say for sure. That, um, you know, like a Panchik one-two punch at the games would be, uh, you know, the best for them. I think my prediction would be like Saxon one, Spencer two, rookie of the year. And then, you know, and then next year, like the gloves are off and then they can battle for first. Yeah, I think that would be good. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely. And they, they bring it, they bring a big crew um, because there's oh, six, sure. bro six brothers and sisters there are eight grandchildren. They um, probably take up like half of a hotel. Yeah, they get their own wing. <laughs> Let's see. And I think he's, you're bringing them in. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. I, I love apologize. That's okay. So the question was, is, uh, is Madeira's beatable? I think anybody's beatable. And it's like I said, it's, like I said before, it's just going out and, and executing it. Um, I think every, every athlete showing up wants to win. And I think every athlete there is doing everything in their power. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like everybody's kind of like brothers. <laughs> so is, is the goal Saxon one, you two and rookie of the year? No. <laughs> goal is you one rookie of the year and Saxon two. My goal was, to, my goal was to go and get, obviously rookie of the year, like I said, but like my goal is to win. And, um, I know I'm doing everything in my power and I hope Saxon's everything. I, I, I don't hope, I know he's doing everything in his power to be successful and wherever the cards fall, they fall. But again, I'm going to be happy for, for either one of us, but, uh, yes, I, I I'm going in the win and that's, well, think, and that's my plan. I, and that's the way think, I'm training. I think that's you being mod modest saying I'm coming after your brother. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I said, though, before, it's it, it's hard whenever you gun for one person um, because stuff happens. Somebody somebody may get sick at the games or um, they may have a, a judging uh, issue or a piece of equipment break on them. And again, if you're gunning for one person, that, like how do you even know that person's going to be able to show up in, in Madison? Um, right. so again, the goal is to just go and, and do the best that I can. And, um, my, my goal is to win. And I think that's everybody else's goal and whatever happens, happens. It's just knowing that we did everything in our ability to be the most successful that we can as athletes. Let me ask you this. We heard, we heard about, um, you know how the water there's like, questionable water quality issue in Madison potentially, or people that, you know, don't tolerate the flora and fauna of the water in Madison. We heard that there's like medicine that you can take in advance of a swim that could potentially mitigate any intestinal issues prior to exposure. Is that something that you're familiar with? Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but I'm very cautious about anything that I put in my body. So, um, unless CrossFit were to approve something like that, I probably, I mean, I, I wouldn't put anything in my body. Um, I would just make sure I, I didn't make sure I didn't take in any water. Right. That's the other, yeah, that's the other part. Like just close your mouth and yeah. don't yeah. I mean, we water. swim in Lake Erie. I know Lake Erie is not super clean. Um, true. But uh, so you, you built up a little resistance. Then. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I did. But again, that's again, I, that's one of the if that's if if that's the case, I guess that's one of the risks. And uh, yeah, I'm sure every athlete's ready to take it. But I think sw- I think swimming is a very important um, test of fitness. And I think it, it belongs at the CrossFit Games. And um, yeah, whether we swim in a pool or swim in a lake, it. it swim. Yeah. It's funny you talk about putting stuff in your body. I went on an Instagram live with John Woolley a couple nights ago, and he told a story then about bringing a protein bar to Cliffside and that you guys were adamant about not trying it. Like if you didn't know what it was and you'd never heard of it, you're not putting it in your body. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, I try and stick to everything that's just natural and um any supplements if it's not um sports informed uh, i'm I'm not going to take it um unless it's like a food like a food supplement um but that's for 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 me that's just uh that's a crucial that's a crucial thing and um again you hear these stories of like cross-contamination and everything else it's just that's a death sentence in crossfit and uh, it's not even worth uh it's not even worth it yeah. Did you get your test results back from Mac? Um, they don't usually give test results back, but I know they. Unless I think there was they, a problem. Unless there was a problem, yeah. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if they just they give. I know you, like, sometimes they. I know sometimes they give them uh, back, but I haven't. I like any other drug test that I've taken in CrossFit. I haven't received anything back, and I think Saxon only receives one back one time with like it just said like he was good, but he was like. Like nobody's oh, ever gotten that before. And like, like he oh. saw that he's like, Oh no, <laughs> like, please tell me like something wasn't like, like tossed in my supplements. But it was like, it came back as if it was negative. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that's the, like, you just, you, you never know. And it's just like, um, you, you just want to make sure that 
you're covered and and taking everything that that you need to take but at the same time making sure it's all clean yeah that's nerve-wracking that they wouldn't let you know i know like even just when you go to the doctor and you get like a strep throat test or something we're like oh we'll call you if you don't hear from us it's fine yeah it's like no (laughs) i want you to call me and tell me it's fine like i don't want to just wait and think you forgot or you know yeah yeah. that's crazy well here's my final question to you spence and this is the most important one you grew up in pittsburgh you live in Cleveland. Do you identify as a Pittsburgher or a Clevelander? <laughs> a Pittsburgher. I, a Yinzer, I guess. I n- never. And <laughs> you have to be, I like it. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be born in the, you have to be born into being a Browns fan or a Cleveland fan. <laughs> yeah. I won't even root for, we, Pittsburgh doesn't even have a basketball team or, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't even have a basketball team. So I, I won't even root for the Cavaliers. I just don't watch basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers, the Sixers, you could both, you could root for, right? Maybe. Yeah. I just, I mean, that was just a sport. Like I never grew up watching and I mean, I played yeah. it, but I never grew up watching it. And, um, we just didn't have that in Pittsburgh and that's <laughs> just, <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> if, if you were to play basketball with your sister, how many points would she have to spot you for you to win? <laughs> it depends. It depends how many fouls I get. <laughs> it's actually a funny st- Nobody will even play with me because I was, I don't say I was a dirty basketball player, but I was aggressive. Um, in 2012, before Scott's first regional, we were playing 21 tips and <laughs> got a little aggressive and like, I like boxed him out and he like sprained his ankle really bad. Um, and he's like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to compete. And then he went in and qualified for his first CrossFit games. But like, I was, I thought I was, I thought I was going to die. Cause like his ankle, like completely swelled up and I'm like, we're never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, who's getting your coaches pass for the games? Scott. Awesome. Yeah. Scott's going to be there with me and, uh, Very I wouldn't cool. take it any other way. I love it. Well- Finishing where he left off. (laughs) Yep. Good mojo right there. At the Mac, when they announced your name, I actually started crying. (laughs) Um, I wanted you in so bad um, following you for so long. uh, It was really cool to see you get that. And I'm so happy for you and can't wait uh, to see you at the games. I appreciate it. We're all crying now. Ooh, okay. Emotional. It'll be a good year for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for jumping on, Spence. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, Thanks for having we'll stay me on. in touch for sure. 100%. Be good. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.